And Balaworld has delivered what it calls a pleasing annual performance. The diversified industrial group posted a 5.5% increase in headline earnings per share from continuing operations, citing strategy execution and better-than-expected trading as one of the factors that boosted its performance. Business Day TV's Ndawalengla Chela caught up with the group CEO Dominic Suela and started off by asking him to take us through the factors that boosted growth during the annual period. Here's what he had to say. I think, you know, fundamentally, the one that has been pleasing the most has been Equipment South Africa. You know, this is at the back of, you know, um, revenue coming from, you know, selling, you know, uh, machines. Mm -hmm. Machine sales year on year was up 69%. The overall revenue for the group, for, for, for the equipment division was about 35%. That is the first one. And uh, this is a back of the backlog, you know, in the mining sector where, you know, um, the mining industry was not investing in new equipments. You know, there was a lot of machine aging, you know, so over the last two years, you know, um, you know, we've been delivering equipment into that sector. I think, you know, this year was the, you know, the highest we've delivered. Um, and also, you know, there's been a lot of civil works, you know, that is being done, particularly on the energy sector, uh, given the challenges that our customers are facing, you know, in terms of power outages, you know, that has led us, you know, to, to deliver just both, you know, uh, more machines for civil works in the construction industry, as well as selling engines into, you know, markets for data centers and for some of our, you know, B2B customers. Um, but secondly, you know, we saw Mongolia, you know, producing stellar results, you know, um, at the back of the fact that last year, China was a closed border, you know, as the borders opened, the demand for commodities, particularly like coal and copper, into the China uh, market, you know, uh, helped us really lift the, the results in, in Mongolia. Sticking um, on the commodity prices, now we're starting to see those prices coming down and um, that Chinese rec recovery that we expected is um, slower than we initially expected. Has that started to filter through into the operations and the businesses? Yeah, I, that's why we give it an indication that when we look forward, you know, 2024 is likely to be, uh, you know, slightly tepid. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in that you can even see in our order book, you know, is dropping from about 5.5 billion to 3.7 billion. That speaks to, you know, the challenges, you know, um, globally where the economic uh, forecast, you know, for markets like China is slowing significantly down. Unless they come up with a, a stimulus package, you know, we don't see things turn. And uh, I think the current commodity prices are indicative of that, you know, um, supply and demand changing more you know uh, with less demand and and um, you, you know and that's reflected in the price so however having said so um i think you'll see our numbers in the new year mm -hmm. basically shifting to the aftermarket which is more profitable for us you know and, and and therefore you know we are pleased that you know we will still be able having to do all this these machines to see us harvesting on the aftermarket I mean, the upbeat business has been um, kind of offsetting, well, especially the Mongolia business has been offsetting what um, the declining revenues from the Russian unit. And I know Balowell has been quite adamant saying that they're not going to um, exit uh, um, operations or exit that region anytime soon. But how long um, can Balowell withstand these conditions, especially as um, Russia continues to be hit by those sanctions? Yeah, I guess, you know, one of the key issues for us, I mean, you know, we've been around for 120 years and, you know, operating in emerging market. It's one of the resilience that we as an organization from a diversified 
geographic environment, you know, and the portfolio in the equipment space, because, you know, we operate in about 10 countries in Southern Africa, you know, and Mongolia and Russia. So at any given point in time, there's one market that's down and the other one is up. Mm-hmm. So having said so, our, our view is that, you know, we will stay as long as it's safe to be in Russia, as long as we're not losing money in Russia. Obviously, should the sanctions continue to tighten, you know, uh, to a point where we have no customers to serve, you know, then it would not be make business sense for us to, to remain in that. But currently, my view is that, you know, notwithstanding all the challenges, you know, we continue to service our customers in that territory. And, um, and we're hoping that things would get better. But, you know, you can't give you some hope. Um, so, but fundamentally, as long as the business delivers, you know, results above, you know, um, break even, you know, uh, we're happy because we've already taken the pain in terms of impact mm-hmm. to that business. Mm-hmm. So, and um, it's something that, you know, uh, uh, myself and the board continuously watch and discuss from time to time. And um, if things, things, you know, um, change one way or the other, we'll take different decisions. Now, um, Balawet has finally exited its non-core assets and has more cash on hand. Um, are we looking at acquiring anything else? I think, you know, our view in terms of acquisitions, you know, uh, first and foremost is that if there are assets that meet our guardrails in terms of returns, you know, um, in terms of price valuation, definitely we will look at those. But generally, um, I'm not the kind of person who likes overpaying for assets because you take the pain. It's easy to actually get revenue growth and, um, and then, you know, talk about, a, you know, helps growth. But if you think about returns mm-hmm. and, you know, cash generated for, for us, that's a key guiding principle. And, and, and therefore, you know, um, if there's nothing that comes through, we'll return the capital back to the shareholders, you know, uh, by way of share by debts. Alternatively, also looking at saying, you know, when you look at gross debts, I mean, gross, you know, debt for, 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 for the organization, still, still elevated in the current high, you know, um, cost of capital, probably up to pay down the debt. All right. So before I let you go, I just want you to talk us through the growth we've been seeing in your consumer business. I guess, you know, the consumer business, you know, um, reflects basically SA Inc. from a consumer side. I think, you know, consumers in South Africa are taking a lot of pain. Mm. Uh, if you look at those segments that have been impacted, like profit creamers, you know, um, and the um, food export market, you know, from a paper point of view, that speaks to the challenge that consumers are facing. Because our customers, you know, our B2B customers are the ones that are manufacturing to the consumer market. And they've been hit by power outages and challenges on the water side. So we've seen basically demand from them uh, slowing down. But we've also had, you know, other internal, you know, problems, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, maintenance, you know, because when we bought this asset, the owner, the previous owner of the asset didn't really put much in terms of investment in CapEx and preventative maintenance. So we are basically investing in that. And our view next year, you know, um, certainly we'll see, you know, improvement as we started seeing in the second half with our Jameson factory. That was Bala World CEO Dominic Suela.